Hey everybody, welcome back. This is From Idea to Reality, the Bajendam Podcast with Elvin Freitas. And um, I'm going to do something different. Actually, um, I'm going to read <laughs> something. I've gone like basically off the of top of my head uh, all of these episodes. But I want to read something that I think is important that I have to reiterate each time. So I want to let you know that this podcast is sponsored by Magenda. Now, the the mission is to make the idea of an expectant father reading to his child, a.k.a. Magendum, an instinct, and to create a world in which expectant fathers can have paid time off to attend prenatal visits with their pregnant partners. Now, this will empower expectant fathers to become more involved with their children's lives, ultimately, ultimately leading to, among other things, lower crime, drug use, teenage pregnancy, high school and college attrition, suicide, and poverty rates. Yes, I looked all this stuff up, and it's really true. Look it up. If you check out like what happens to fatherless kids, it is absolutely insane. I know you don't, you're thinking, no way. Yes, absolutely. Anyway, go check it out. Um, so, yeah, uh, Magendum, love starts at the beginning. That's uh, the sponsor. Um, anyway, so this is uh, a great conversation I have with Jaris Tucker, another person I met through LinkedIn. Um, maybe someday LinkedIn would be a sponsor as well. But um, he's just fantastic. I mean, he's 34 years old and he's in Virginia. And he tells the story about how he quit his job, literally quit his job and just um, through affirmations started his uh, his company and and how he kind of went through that whole process so i think you'll get a lot of value out of it uh, he's just a fantastic kind genuine genuine human being so um i have uh, a listen to the conversation and i'll come back after thanks my name is jaris tucker i'm 34 years old i'm located in danville virginia uh, uh yes i had a background in um management i worked for a factory as a production supervisor for a long time and what happened was i was working seven days a week 16 hours wow even though the crew i had we were performing extremely well because i started out as a tip through the company so lots of people knew me they knew me for working hard so when i moved up the ladder to becoming a supervisor everything just clicked because I had already made relationships. People trusted me because they knew I knew how to run the equipment. Everything was going good until I just began to realize I was just being uh, picked on by the upper manager, so to speak. And, you know, they just were requiring me to work. Like I said, seven days a week, some days I would work 16, 17 hour days. And yeah. wow. it got to the point where it was just getting too hectic for me. And, um, I had made it up in my head that if this continued, that I was just going to quit. And right before I quit, I had already started working on my book and started working on ideas of how to become an entrepreneur and uh, what field I would be going in. And uh, one day, you know, everything hit the fan. They had called me in the office on something that I felt was just totally unfair. And that's when everything hit. And I just, you know, quit very peacefully. It wasn't any issues. And uh, as soon as I quit, I just started working on my business and I started working on myself. Wow. That's so, 
All right, so let's go back a little bit. A couple of things I want to learn about you. Now, you're, you have kids, right? You're 34, yes, you have kids. Okay, how many kids do you have? I have two kids, a boy and a girl, Jarish Jr. and Jazzlyn. Oh, okay, fantastic. And you're in Virginia. Um, are you a sports guy? Yeah, I'm not big on sports like I used to. Uh, my favorite football team is the Dallas Cowboys. Ah, okay. <laughs> How about them Cowboys, man? <laughs> yeah. So, um, what do you think is going to happen? You think they're going to get new? They got a new coach, right? Gonna... Yeah, somebody. Like, so I'm not big on watching it like I used to anymore. But I overheard that we did get. Uh, I think they, we got uh, Green. Oh, the guy used to coach Green Bay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that's right. Oh, that should be interesting to watch. So, okay. All right. So, um, so you're in Virginia now, and um, you got two kids. Um, born a girl, and this, so you, you were working at that job a lot of hours. Now, all right, so you, you went in and you quit. Now, <laughs> did you have, like, a, a, a wife or a partner or somebody there that you were living with? No, I was doing everything on my own, and speaking of my children, I have to give a shout-out to my daughter, Jasmine. Today's her birthday. She turned five, but uh, I was on my own just uh living by myself and I was making pretty good money, saving up money. So yeah. it, that wasn't the thing. It was just more so I just knew I wasn't being treated fair. And I wasn't the only one, but I think the other people felt like, you know, they had been there for so long, and, you know, they couldn't find other things. And I was just like, look, I know my value. I'm doing a lot of good things. I don't have to put up with this. And I did. Gotcha. So, but you did mention, which I thought was interesting, that while you were working, you wrote a book or you started to write a book? Is that what yeah. you Yeah. Right. Yeah. Go ahead. I had started writing uh, my first book titled Nature Flow. And the reason why I started writing it, because like I said, it was so much stuff going on that I knew I wasn't going to be there long anyway a lot of the other people that were working there that had mentored me you know they began to quit so I said you know what you know my time was coming anyway so I just wanted to have something to um, leave behind you know something happened to me at the same time something that my children could know that they're dead rope and something that could make money at the same time gotcha so what's the book about Nature Flow is a self-help book on manifesting success and happiness. It is uh, actually every a step-by-step manual, everything that I did from the time I quit my job leading up to where I am now, like how I stayed focused, how I just didn't, uh, you know, a lot of times when you quit a job, especially uh, a high-level production supervisor job, and you're not going back into that field, you know, things can get pretty scary. So it's just a step-by-step manual things that work for me to get me to creating a positive mindset and just kind of changing my thinking and uh, actually changing my whole perception and reality on how I looked at life in general. Wow, that's amazing. So let's go back to the day you quit your job. How long ago was that? That was over a year and a half ago. Okay. All right. So you quit your job and um, you go home and what do you do? I mean, I mean, you sitting there and you're like, oh my God, I just quit my job. So you wake up the next morning. What did you do? I woke up the next morning ready to roll because I already <laughs> knew. I said, I, I don't it. have a job. 
I'm not going to, you know, have people looking at me crazy like, okay, what is he going to do now? He just lost a very good job. So <laughs> I had already started, like I said, uh, working on my book. So what I began to do was uh, that morning I first wrote, when I first woke up, I literally had like 10 uh, affirmations that I would read every day for 30 days straight uh, looking in the mirror. And what happened was, for the first week, you know, I just kind of was reciting. By the time the second week hit, I started actually getting a feel of what I was saying. By the time the third week came in, I was beginning to memorize what I was saying in the mirror every morning. And the fourth week, it just was like, hey, look, I, I started to believe and envision every uh, affirmation that I said was something that was actually part of me now. And I could see that becoming my reality. So that was the very first thing I, I did. I wrote down um, 10 affirmations of what I wanted to do. I also began to research. I was going to college for uh, business marketing while I was um, working. So I had was sitting on a degree for about three years and I said, well, I got a degree in marketing. So mm -hmm. what can I do with it? Yeah. And the thought just hit me. Hey, why you don't open up a, a marketing consulting company and that's what i did wow okay so i love this affirmation idea so where did you get that from honestly um while i was working i listened to a lot of motivational speakers on youtube and things of that nature and i'm not exactly sure which person i got it from and yeah, i just yeah. hear uh, you know affirmations and uh doing meditating and and i said well look i knew in order to get results i had to do things that i haven't done and i'm i can tell you now i'm not the guy that's gonna you know be doing affirmations or meditating that just wasn't my thing so <laughs> i said hey why don't i try this and see yeah. how it works for me and it actually worked out great okay so you did the affirmation process which i think is just fantastic man that's that's so valuable i love that and then um you were going to school, you did the market, you had your marketing degree. So you said, okay, well, I'm going to put my marketing experience um, and uh, start my own business. Now, now, was were you all on your own? When did you have a partner? Did you have like some family members, some friends helping you out? Tell me no, about that process. I was totally on my own, but I knew by me working for that company, I was putting in so much work for them, basically running, doing everything. So I said, I could just put in half of that amount of time into myself. I know I can do something good. So every day I would just wake up, do my affirmations and literally write down maybe three to four goals that I wanted to do today for as far as my business, as far as getting uh, customers. So Right after I would do the affirmations, I would write down my goals and I would set out each day and I wouldn't stop till every goal was checked off. That's amazing. So, all right. So now you said, I'm going to start a marketing service. Now, how did you come up with your niche? I mean, describe to, to, to me, what is your niche and how did you come up with that? How did you come up with your services and, and who you're, you know, targeting and all that good stuff? Well, I don't do as much meditating as I did when I first quit, but I just uh, started meditating really heavy. And uh, one day I was meditating and I, I literally began to just uh, block out all of my thoughts and I, I allowed thoughts to come to me. 
and I don't know how it happened, but I was just meditating and these ideas were just coming to me like, uh, you are already good at talking, communicating, um, real one-on-one consulting is the name of my business. And mm-hmm. I titled that because I'm a genuine person. I always keep it real. I'm known for keeping it 100, like people say. <laughs> and um, my niche is just basically, I like to call it recipes. I create special recipes mm-hmm. or recipes for companies or individuals. And that's how I'm so successful because if I got somebody who is uh, selling sneakers, I'm just going to go from scratch. I'm not going to try to use things that work for other people. I literally talk to the person and figure out everything about their business, their mission statement, their target audience, and just kind of uh, figure out the direction they want to go. And I just give them a guideline. And what I tell them is, you know, this is your recipe. So you can add to it. You can take away from it. Do whatever you feel is necessary to create something that works for you. And remember that this is an ongoing thing. So once you get your, quote, recipe going, then to me, marketing is just experimenting with different things that work. And I'm so successful because I understand that everything to me is just an experiment. You know, if A, B, and C, D works today, you know, I will keep doing it until I say, okay, maybe A, B, and C, D isn't working, you know, might not work next year. And I just try to stick to that formula and that format. Gotcha. So now is your own company an LLC? Yes, sir, it is. Oh, wow. So you went through that whole process of uh, applying for the LLC. You had to put some money in. Obviously, you invested some money. And then talk talk us through your trying to find your first client, that whole story about your first client when you first uh, got paid to do your services. Well, what happened was I literally would go to every business. Like if I went to like a big uh, shopping center, I would hit every business asking to speak to the owner, the manager, anybody. I would just leave them my call and tell them, hey, I do business marketing and advertising, call me. And I would uh, come in and just try to make people laugh and just try to (laughs) bring energy to what was going on. And I literally would just go to every single business. I would go to Walmart and just everybody that I stopped, I would just talk to them, just have a friendly conversation and just kind of get a feel if you know, they were a business owner or if they knew somebody that was a business owner or if they were uh, interested in reading. That was my whole thing. I was uh, making 200 business cards every week and just everywhere I went, I made it a habit to pass a business card out to somebody or I would just ask store owners, hey, you know, if you're not interested, can I leave my car here, you know, on the shelf or on the inside window of a store? And I had uh, was getting my hair cut at a barbershop, and I was talking to the barbers about what I did. And uh, I noticed one guy, he, he didn't have that many customers. So, you know, I didn't talk to him that day, but, like, another day when I kind of got him by himself, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm not trying to get in your business, but uh, have you ever thought about – different ways on increasing your customer traffic and getting more clients. And he said, yeah. So I said, well, look, one thing that will work is you got business calls. How can people get in contact with you? And he said, no, I never thought about that. So he was my actual first client. I um, made him some business calls. I gave him an opening speech and showed him how to pass them out. I told him, I said, uh, you know, you're a barber, so go to Walmart. 
every man you see, <laughs> you see a single mom and she got some kids walking around, you say, hey, I cut hair, and you give them your card. And <laughs> that's great. The barbershop, I can tell now, is working for him because he every time I go get my hair cut, he has uh, somebody in his chair and he has somebody waiting for him. Oh, man, that's awesome. How long ago was this? This was about uh, a year and a half, going on almost two years, like right after. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't say that. Let me, let me say maybe a year and four months, because right after I quit my job, that's when I had uh, 30 days later is when I had went on that whole mission of just passing my card out to everybody that I ran in contact with. No, I love that. So I'm curious, like, how did you come up with that idea? You said, you know what? I'm just going to make cards. Now, did you pay for the cards? Did you make them on your own? And how did you come up with that idea? So, you know, and I, I mean, that's cool. That's pretty bold. You just went out and said, I'm going to go to all the different stores and get my cards. So how did that come about? Do you remember that process? Yeah, it came about because, you know, I wasn't getting that salary check. <laughs> and, uh, I knew, I said, man, I have to do something. So, one thing about me, I'm a people person. I love communicating and interacting with people. So it's nothing for me to walk in a convenience store. If I see somebody, I'll speak to them. And if I feel the energy, you know, we can continue the conversation. I don't press anybody. I just go off of pure energy. My energy is very high. I'm a very upbeat person. And I knew, I said, I have to make something happen because I was already noticing people were in my ear like, oh, man, why don't you, you know, fill out another supervisor position? Or yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Things, you know, one point in time, you know, things just got pretty bad. And, you know, my back was up against the wall. So I, I knew quitting wasn't an option. So I said, look, I'm just going to do whatever I feel necessary to um, get my business rolling like I think it should. That's amazing. So, all right. So then you got your first customer. And now you felt like, oh, I'm on my way, man. So you started getting some more customers. And and then you're huge on LinkedIn. Tell me, tell me the story about how you got on LinkedIn and, and how did you grow your, your audience on LinkedIn? That's a great question. I started <laughs> LinkedIn in 2009. Uh, and I think I just played with it for a little while. And uh, I got back active as I was working at supervisor position. I was using LinkedIn to apply for other supervisors jobs wow. and I this LinkedIn I had got like three or four interviews just off of LinkedIn so oh, wow. so when I ended up quitting I said well I'm already on this site out of met a couple people why not break my business so that's all I was doing for a long time was just hey you need marketing or consulting help you know call me and I noticed that wasn't the way to go I was getting literally <laughs> <laughs> no feedback from anybody and I didn't understand that yeah. But I noticed um, I had put out a quote, one of my affirmations I used, just doing it for myself with what I was doing. It just, and I just put it out there. And I noticed the same day I got a lot of good feedback just from one single quote. And yeah. I said, maybe I need to put my company on the back burner and actually meet people, engage with different people and figure out how LinkedIn works before I just jump on this site, you know, trying to force people to, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. use my services. So that's how it started to happen. And as I started to, you know, put up motivational quotes, I would notice, you know, my audience would grow. Then I kind of realized that I'm a natural, naturally positive person. And I realized that 
people, you know, everybody just is not like that. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I began to realize that I'm bigger than what I was giving myself credit for because mm-hmm. those motivational quotes and things that I would put up, I would get messages in my inbox. I like, man, I was really going through something today. And, you know, you, you really helped me. And to me, that was just like literally mind blowing to know that somebody like me could put up a post and to hear somebody else say they benefited from that, yeah. you know, that's priceless. Yeah, so powerful. I agree, man. That's amazing. So now I'm curious, were you, listen, were you listening to podcasts? Were, who were you following that you, know, you thought, oh, wow, I want to model these people? I mean, uh, what kind of resources were you using at that time to help your, your LinkedIn following grow and to kind of help the whole process go along? Well, one for you, you know, your podcast is great. And I have been spending the last couple of weeks just listening to everyone that you've interviewed. <laughs> you are so laid back. That I said, please, will you please have me on? You know, I love you it. Vibe, and I appreciate you taking the time out to interview me. But to answer your question, I had got a part-time gig managing two hotel properties, right? Mm-hmm. And the housekeepers would, you know, quit or not come to work, and I would find myself having having to do that work. So to make time pass, I would just be on YouTube listening to different people. Gary V, I yeah. love him. Yeah, the Gary V, gotta love him. Mm-hmm. Eric Thomas is great. Uh, Tony Robbins, you know, all of them, yeah. uh, the number one motivational speakers. And what happened, I, I'm not sure who this gentleman's name is, but I find it, I will let you know. But, uh, he was talking about, hey, if you got a book that uh, you're sitting on and, it's, you know, you might have misspelled words and it might not be edited properly, but it's something you're passionate about and you need to put that book out today. And I was like, man, ain't this something. I was sitting up here with a book that I feel the same way about and I just put it out there. So, you know, that helped time pass for me, but I also learned that, you know, a lot of the similar qualities that those people were talking about, I had the same thing going on. So that kind of gave me a little bit of extra motivation and inspiration to do what I'm doing now. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, I always ask everybody this because, you know, you, you have this idea and then you get into it, you start doing well. And then there's always like, I feel like a dip, like a point where like you talk, you mentioned that, you know, your friends like, yo, you should start applying for jobs. <laughs> you know, you might want to give up. Now, I'm sure you hit that point, right? When you're like, oh, man, am I doing the right thing? It's kind of that, that point of remorse. So talk me through that whole process of how you were able to get those voices off your head, out of your head and continue on to doing what you wanted to do. That's a great question. Um, Actually, I had to realize that when uh, roadblocks like that come up, they're totally normal. So yeah, when I finally true. Like, okay, man, you know, it's okay to feel like, you know, should I be doing this or should I be changing? But one thing that helped me was, and I still have this up in my room to this day, I took like, uh, I went to the office maximum, a whole lot of sticky notes. And all around my room, I would just write down different words like energy, love, uh, the mind, uh, fear. Fear was like wrote in big letters over my door. So go outside my uh, home, mm-hmm. I would do if something came to my head that I got scared of to embrace that. See, something that I like to do is when I get a roadblock or something that you know makes my heart 
speak fast or makes me feel a certain type of way, I have trained myself to just be in a moment. You know, if I have to cry, cry, whatever. It just <laughs> yeah. And I have learned to literally find strength when that time comes, because I'll give you a perfect example. Somebody just shot me a message like, look, man, you know, you were doing great as a supervisor. Why don't you get a real job? And, I, and that, that really hurt me. I said, wow. Am I doing this bad? Yeah. But I had to learn, hey, let me uh, use this that as motivation, because if you're feeling like that, that means it doesn't mean. And this is something I have to tell people, too. I don't care less what people think about me. So that's something I, I try to preach and push people to know, look, it's OK. You know, you can't be worried about what other people are thinking, because a lot of people just don't know everything. But uh I will use examples like that and I will put them out on LinkedIn. So when somebody said that, I would write that up in a post and say, hey, guess what somebody just told me today and said, blah, blah, blah. Then I would look at the feedback from people that say, hey, man, you don't have to pay that person on mine. You're doing great. And mm -hmm. that's just, you know, the direction that I go when I hear anything negative, I try to take away anything that I feel like is positive from that situation. And everything else, I just cut it off and black it off from my mind. Oh man, that's beautiful. That's amazing. I I love that man. That's that's fantastic value you providing to me to the listeners, and, and I appreciate you telling us that. It's fantastic. So, all right, Jared. So I want to know what's your plan, man. You got twenty twenty new year. You know, this, <laughs> you got the new decade. I mean, you seem to be doing well. What's next? What are you gonna do? Well, now I have realized that, you know, I'm adding value. I'm doing a lot of volunteer work, but the bills still have to be paid. My <laughs> company is still growing, but not to the point where, you know, I don't have to do anything. So 2020, I'm just literally putting my business out there and putting my brand because my brand is me. I'm a walking brand and mm. I feel like the line message is I believe the world needs a huge dose of kindness and positivity. And during that whole year and a half, I was planting so many seeds of doing good things with pure intentions, not looking for anything out of it. So here comes 2020. And I feel like this is my year to reap the benefits of all of that good work that I've been putting in yeah. and still continue to put in work. So just going to bring my brand to the surface. I'm going to continue to push my book. I'm working on other books and other projects, and I'm just going to continue to meet people. But most importantly, I'm just going to continue to actually live. That's something that I, wa I was not doing. I was not, like, living my life. I was just, you know, focused on working so hard and trying to get the company off the ground that, mm. you know, precious moments were passing me by. So now, this year, I'm just going to take the time and just to enjoy myself. Oh, that's great, man. Enjoy yourself indeed. We all need that time. That's fantastic. So um, I always like to ask my guests, too. So what are some of the things that you can't live without? I mean, other than LinkedIn, is there any like platforms or anything, uh, resources that you can't live without? Well, my phone, man, my phone is my life. <laughs> I don't know whatever the new Galaxy is, 10 or whatever it is. Uh, then my phone, because I do so much, you know, so many emails and just meeting people and talking to people. So my phone has become my life and I'm learning to how, to, uh, you know, to set it down at times. Like today was my daughter's birthday and I was like, uh, you know, replying to some emails. And I said, you know what, I mean, let me put this phone up and enjoy yeah, my birthday, yeah. So my, my phone would be uh, one thing. Gotcha. 
Okay. So without that phone, there is no Jairus. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, man. So um, now this show, again, is for those folks who have an idea and they may be afraid to get started, you know, because they may not want to quit their job like you did, which is amazing. And, and it's very scary. It's a very, very scary feeling, even a thought, you know. So um, and then they maybe started their idea and then hit that roadblock. And, uh, and then I have them struggling to get back. And so um, what words of wisdom, of advice would you give these folks to, number one, you know, if those they have that idea to get it started and not be afraid? And number two, you know, if they get the roadblock to continue on. So any words of wisdom for these folks? Yes, I love giving out words of wisdom because I'm a <laughs> novice speaker. So very good question. I would say you have to figure out what it is that you want to do, you know. I used to live my, I'm 34. I live my life scared every day, just over simple things. You know, I could see a young lady that I found attractive and by me being single, I'm so scared to even go ask her for a phone number. And it just, you know, just, that's the point where it's just like, look, what do you want? Are you going to be scared to live your life or are you going to do something that you want to do? And you have to understand that when you make the choice to do one simple thing, it don't have to be nothing grand. It'll be something small. You do it and you will start to train your brain on, hey, look, it, it wasn't as bad as I thought. And if you're scared, what I did, I was scared to death, too. You know, I did <laughs> a great job. But yeah. guess what? I did everything that I did. I did it scared. I passed all my business cards scared. Yeah. I wrote my book scared. I even sat on the book for like a year before I even put it out because I was scared of what people were going to say about it. So if you're scared, do it scared. And I would tell people. You only got like I I don't know the you know I'm I'm learning so much that people say you only live once or die once or whatever the case may be but you gotta understand this is your life you're responsible for it so if you want to be happy then you have to make the decision to do what makes you happy and I know it's easier said than done but there are people like you there are people like myself there are so many wonderful people on LinkedIn that you can yeah. reach out. I even got like Gary V. He does not know me, but he's a mentor. He mentors me every day. So mm -hmm. are you a mentor, a coach, or a friend? And if you can't do if you can't find any of that, you know, take some time out to yourself and uh, get closer to God. Gotcha. Beautiful. So um where can people find you? Tell us all about, you know, how to contact you and, and how they can uh, take advantage of your, your services. The best way to contact me is on LinkedIn. I have my email set up in my about you section. So whatever somebody feels comfortable with, you can direct message me or send me an email. Gotcha. All right. So I'll make sure I put that in the uh, show notes so people can uh, get connected with you on LinkedIn. So, Jairus, this has been fantastic, man. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you, my man. This was an honor and a privilege. I love your show. I support you 100%, man. Thank you so much. So there you have it, my conversation with Jairus Tucker. Um, I think the big takeaway for me was the um, affirmations, like the power of those affirmations that he talked about. I thought that was really interesting because I've heard that many, many times, but um, I've never spoken to someone that actually did it and, and it worked for them. And also, he, he also mentioned meditation and how when he cleared his mind, you know, he had his um, ideas for his business to kind of come to him. So 
Anyway, two things to think about, you know, um, affirmations and meditation. I thought that was super interesting. Um, anyway, he's a great guy, and I, I, ho- I wish him tons and tons of success. And he inspired me to just keep on going, so I'm sure he will inspire you as well. Again, his information is down in the show notes, so if you want to contact him, please feel free to do so. Um, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for your support. Um, please, if you can, rate, review, subscribe, and share this podcast. It really kind of helps get the name out. I really appreciate that. And um, this has been From Idea to Reality, the Magendum Podcast with Elvin Freitas. <laughs>